Bridge Youth, how we feeling tonight? Come on, how we feeling tonight? I know 2020 was rough, but was God faithful to anybody else? Come on, God is so, so good. Hey, if you got a Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. If you're like, I don't know what Ephesians is, don't worry. If you're like, I don't have a Bible, I never owned a Bible, I didn't know there's a Bible app, don't worry. We'll have it on the Sky Bible for you. For anybody who doesn't know, my name is Corey. I'm the youth pastor here alongside my beautiful wife, Amber, and the guy who some people think is my assistant, but he's not, uh, JJ. Uh, we lead this amazing, he's not my assistant, but that would be cool if he was. Uh, we lead this amazing community, this group, this ministry, this movement, whatever you want to call it, this family that we call Bridge Youth. It is the honor of our lives. We absolutely love it. And we love meeting new people. If you're new, if this is your first time here at Bridge Youth, whether you're here or maybe you're watching online, if it's your first time, you're the coolest person in the whole room. You don't just got to have like pins going through your leg to be cool. You're the coolest person in the room if you're brand new. We love you. We love meeting new people. We welcome our new people every single week by saying, I love that it's about to happen in the youth center for the first time in 2021 because it never gets old for us. We like to welcome our guests by saying, we're here to build you up, not, yeah, we're here to build you up, not beat you up, and you don't have to believe to belong here. We love you. We back you. Hey, um, every year, uh, me, my wife, our team, we get away, we pray about what our word for the upcoming year is going to be, and as, uh, October, November was rolling around, and we're praying for what our word for the year was going to be, um, God brought me over to um, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. You don't got to go there. Stay in Ephesians. He brought me to this verse. It says this. Let us not become weary. Well, that's a word for 2020. Let us not become weary. Anybody else just felt a little bit weary in 2020? Just a little. Don't lie in the house of God. Just a little bit weary. Well, Galatians saying, do not become weary in doing good. For in the proper time, we will reap a harvest. What? If we don't. Everyone say don't. Come on, help me preach tonight. Say, don't. I know that my outward says I am what Kenneth often calls Caucasian, but my heart is still currently in Kenya, East Africa, where don't call 911. Don't, don't do it. I heard the iPhone going off. So I'm, I'm just going to say it as it is. Jay Queen told me I could say this. I might be white, but I preach like I'm black. So you got to talk back to me. You got to let me know what it is, how it is. So hey, everybody say, don't. Don't. We will reap a harvest if we don't give up. If we don't give up, I don't know about you, but I just refuse to give up. You know, what's, you know what's the difference between the most amazing people of God and faith that we read about, the legends of the faith, and people you'll never, ever hear about, and people who never did anything for the kingdom of God? Those ones just didn't give up. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to. I didn't give up in 2020. I didn't give up in 2019, 18, or any other year since 1989, the year that I was born, fun fact. I haven't given up any of those years. I ain't given up in 2021. Is anybody else with me, man? We are not giving up. We're not going back. We're not retreating. We're moving forward. And from this verse, here's the word that God gave me for Bridge Youth 2021. Here it is. Stay the course. There is more. Here's why. I know I just said that, and typically our word for the year is like, my wife hates when I use this word. It's like super sexy and like motivating and like, whoa, I heard that one line, and I'm just like filled with faith. And I know this one's like, stay the course. 
Make sure like all your pencils are in your space maker and you just continue staying consistent. Like anybody else have a space maker back in elementary school? You put all your, okay, all of you guys would have been bullying me for my lunch money, but that's cool. Um, but here's why. I think we need to stay the course because in 2020, I got a lot of friends who do ministry. Follow a lot of people on social media who's doing ministry. And so many of them are like, oh, 2020, it changed everything. So we're going to completely flip on its head how we do ministry and how we reach people and how we love people and what church looks like. And can I tell you this? We learned a bunch of stuff, but God has given us an amazing plan. We have built a phenomenal foundation, and we're just going to stay the course. Why? We're not going to stay the course just because, like, oh, let's just keep doing what we've always done. No, we're going to stay the course because we believe that there is more. There's more where? On the other side of this friggin' storm. Am I allowed to say, am I allowed to say friggin'? Yeah, the emails will come to me, not you, JJ. That's the luxury of being my assistant. You don't get the emails. <laughs> we believe, we're going to stay the course because we believe on the other side of this storm, there is more. God has more for us. He's still got more planned for us, for you, for your family, but for Bridge Youth as well. And guess what? I think you're a part of it. I think you're a part of what God wants to do at Bridge Youth in 2021. Here's the image that I got for it and why our graphics and everything are what they are. As I was, as I, as I was praying about this word, God really gave me this image of like a ship traveling through a storm. And, and the image that I got is, is that like this ship is on like the brink of the like the other side of the storm, you know. But, what, but here's what so many people in life don't understand. They're going through this storm. They're enduring this hardship, all these trials and stuff. And they get to this point and they're like, it's too hard. I'm going to turn around and go back. But if you turn around and go back, you got more storm in that direction than if you were to just press on and stay the course. Look at your neighbor, say, stay the course. Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second, and tell them, there is more. Stay the course, there is more. So tonight, we're kicking off a brand new series entitled, Stay the Course. And tonight, we're going to really get into talking about how we can stay the course, what staying the course looks like. Because if we're going to stay the course in 2021, if we're going to continue on, we're going to continue sailing these waters and believe in God for big and new and phenomenal things, and we're going to reach our community, and we're going to reach young people, we're going to reach every single school that's currently happening at home, uh, and if we're going to believe for that stuff, then we are going to have to get ready for a fight. We're going to have to get ready for a fight. Any fighters in the room? Like actual fight? <laughs> Kenneth. I, I, I hate and I love that you guys just laughed when he said Kenneth is a fighter. How? How are we going to have to fight? Here's how. Here's your sermon in a sentence. If you get nothing else, leave with this right here. The whole sermon is wrapped up in this one sentence. Here's what it is. If you're a note taker, God loves you more. I love you more. You're going to, you are going to get into heaven uh, quicker, um, not because you'll die first, but because when the rapture happens, you'll have a fast pass when you get to the gates of heaven. Everyone else will have to wait in line. If you don't take notes in church, you're going to suffer from ingrown toenails for the rest of your life. It's not biblical or anything like that. That's just how I feel about people who don't take notes in church. Here's your sermon in a sentence. To stay the course, you can't go empty-handed. You have to suit up. Who got that? Who got the H&M gift card? My man Jacob. You got to suit up, man. Go buy yourself a suit at H&M. You got to suit up and get ready for battle. One more time, if you're writing that down, 
to stay the course, you can't go empty-handed. You have to suit up and get ready for battle. Ephesians chapter 6, my, my Bible's right underneath the, my seat, or it might be on my seat. Can you grab that for me? Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to be reading a very famous piece of scripture entitled, Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Come on. Get you a girl that'll bring you your, get you a girl that'll bring you your sword when you're going into battle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everyone who just got stoked on that was, knows this verse and grew up in church for sure. Um, Hey, can we do this? Uh, I love doing this. Would you stand in the honor of the reading of God's word? People died so that we can have our Bible. I like honoring this word. Here's what it is. You don't have a Bible, don't worry. Pretty sure these verses are going to be on our sky Bible. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. Here's what it says. A final word. Be strong. Everyone shout, be strong. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor. So when we said suit up, this is what we're talking about. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not, everyone say not, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on, everyone say put on. I love that however I say it, you say it. If I say put on, you'll say, if I say put on, you'll say, I love it. Put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after battle, you will be able to, uh, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on, here we go, the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. <laughs> For shoes, put on the pine green Jordan ones. Or, also, you could choose the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Somebody say amen. Are you thankful for God's word and the encouragement that it brings? Are you expecting to hear from God tonight? I know I am. Before you sit down, let's pray together a really long and very spiritual prayer. God, would you speak to us tonight? Lord, would you help show every single Chargers fan another church in this valley to go to? Just kidding. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. How's everybody doing today? Woo! It is a new year. I will say it has been a minute since I have seen this type of view. I'm super excited. It, look at the stage. The colors, no more blue. What, what the heck is even that? We have a bigger, the, the walls back there got knocked down, like the breakthrough we're about to experience in 2021. Come on, come on. I'm out of it. Corey, that ain't even in the notes. That's a freebie. Hey, for those of you who do not know me, my name is JJ. Some people call me Corey's assistant. You can call me that, but I might beat you up in a back of an alley. You can call the cops, and I don't know. Either way, yo, if you do not know me, my name is JJ. I am the assistant student coordinator here. I assist in coordinating for youth stuff and also our school of ministry. Where's our school of ministry people at? Yup, 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 yup. Yes, our school of ministry is absolutely legitness. If you want to go into ministry, follow me at the booth after this. No, for real though, hey, you just gained a Mexican brother. Some of you said, uh, whatever, our food is bomb, okay? So regardless, you have gained a Mexican brother. Hermano, right? Come on. Somebody, everybody say it back, hermano. Okay. All right. Anyways. <laughs> hey, but we're going to have some fun tonight. As you guys know, our series is entitled Stay 
the course. Stay the course. I'm going to be speaking on our first two bodies of armor. So if you're taking notes, part one of this message tonight is this. The belt of truth and the shoes of peace. The belt of truth and the shoes of peace. Um, when I was in elementary school, I'm going to just keep it a stack with you guys, okay? When I was in elementary school, I tried to pull a girl skirt down. Um, <clears throat> throw your stones after the message. Let me finish. Um, <laughs> we're not recording, right? No. So elementary school, stop it. You're looking at a saved, regenerated man, somebody. Um, no. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I should have started with that, huh, Corey? Anyways, send your emails to cwhite at thebridgechurch.tv. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, guys, can we get back to God's word? Come on. All right. So, I was in elementary school. You do dumb stuff in elementary school, okay? So me and the slimes, me and the homies were all trying to pants each other. This was a mix of boys and girls, okay? Boys and girls. And so this girl, girls, quit play, trying to play. You ever have like a little sister who tries to play with the older brothers and then gets hit and then cries? Does anyone just don't play? But I wanted to play with the boys. And then the mom says, well, that's what you get for playing with the boys. You shouldn't be playing blah, 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 right? This girl wanted to play with the boys. She was trying to pants everyone, right? And so she tries to pants me, but your boy was wearing belts at the time. I was wearing a belt. You see where I'm going here? Come on. I was wearing a belt. This girl tries to pants me. And so in rebellion, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, she comes after me. And so what I do is I put up, I grab my, my loins. I put on my belt. I go strong at her, and I try to pull down her skirt. This sounds so wrong, me just saying it. Please forgive me. God is a God of grace. Hello, somebody. Um, so this occurs, and I get little boys' detention, right? What happens? You, move, you, you lose recess for like 15 minutes, but recess was everything as a little boy, okay? And so now on my resume, for eternity, maybe even when I get to heaven, I'm going to have to explain this to God. I have, on my resume, tried to pull down a girl's skirt. Guys, are you guys, are you guys encouraged yet? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, guys, the advantage I had over this girl was immense, right? A skirt compared to shorts. I had probably had those cheesy little cargo shorts that you had in elementary school, right? The little cargo shorts, and I would tie my belt. I would. You know those ones that don't clip on? But the tie ones, you go through the little loop, and you go, Yow! and then it was low-key a trend in middle school to have it hanging. The little super dumb, super stupid, right? Anyways. I had such an advantage wearing my belt in comparison to this girl who's trying to mess with your homeboy, okay? And the thing about the belt, and you see also with, in, the, in the history of soldiers, they would wear their belt that would tie up their tunic that would used to get in the way, right? It would be flap around. It's low-key kind of like a skirt. Low-key, huh? A little bit. You can do your theology later, right? Okay. Right? And so the, the, the uniform that the soldiers used to wear used to have a tunic that would be tying and fixed with the belt because the belt would hold everything together. Many of you even to this day, who wears, who's wearing a belt right now? My philosophy is just wear, just wear pants that fit you. You know what I mean? What else? Anyways, let's not get into uh, heated uh, contradictional uh, debates. All right. Anyways, so you put on your belt because it holds everything together. When you get suited up, you wear a belt. When you go uh, to prom or something, you want to have a nice little belt that looks clean. 
The belt holds everything together. And so the belt that this is referring to to us now, the way the soldiers used to have it tied everything together, but the belt for us every day as believers is belief in the truth of God's word. It is not just knowing God's word. It is not just empty information that is in your head, but it is actually believing, believing, which then turns into action, belief of God's word. And so I want you guys, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Truth has no power if you refuse to believe it. Truth has no power if you refuse to believe it. There's some crazy stuff people believe out there. I'm not going to get into all that. I don't like to go on the side of uh, the fence. But anyways, there are so many things in your life that you do as a result of what you believe to be true. And what you believe to be true. Hear what I'm saying. This, it, it might not make sense to you, but hear what I'm saying. There's a lot of things that all of us know that are true, or we know that are true, but we don't live like we believe them. Right? There's many, how many of us know that if you eat good, you work out seven times a week, you will get ripped? How many of us know that? Yet how many of us do that, unless you're Quentin, and you just get freaking yoked, brother. He's on steroids. Someone check him after. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Okay. No, but really, though, our beliefs, the way we act in, I'm going to say it straight up, the way you act in 2021, your character, your consistent patterns will be based off whether you believe or do not believe God's word is true. Whether you believe or do not believe God's word is true. I want us to flip over to 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 16 through 21. Who has a paper Bible? Paper Bible. Paper Bible. Who else? Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord. <laughs> so Peter, in this chapter, Peter is getting pressed on the, val the validity or the truthfulness of the resurrection of Jesus. And so Peter's getting absolutely pressed, and there's people in the Roman Empire who are telling Peter that this is all cap, and the story of Jesus and the resurrection was made up. Believe it or not, the ideas or the arguments against God are not new, right? And so we see in 2 Peter, Peter's response to those who are calling out his cap. Follow me in verse 16. He says this, For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice, voice born from heaven. For we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. Some of you need to know today that scripture does not come from the strength of man. Verse 21, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Peter is trying to get the church, this, this, the churches that Peter's talking to are in the area of Asia Minor, for all you theology nerds, but 
what he's trying to get us to understand now is that the belief in God's word is true. That what he's saying and what they're living for is so true to them that Peter's trying to get them to understand is that we couldn't make this up even if we wanted to because we were eyewitnesses of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And history has many proofs of the life of Jesus, his death, and his resurrection. And the question today, Ridge Youth, is this, is that some of you were raised in church, some of you just gave your life to Christ, some of you are on the verge of giving your life to Christ. The question and the determination of how you will fight your battles and how you stay the course in 2021 is will you fasten the belt of truth by believing in the validity and the truthfulness of the word of God. I want to say this real quick. I believe everyone in this room was created in the image of God from the atheist to the strong believer, from the whatever to the whatever, whatever you identify as yourself, it does not matter. I believe every single one of you was created in the image of God. I believe that no matter how great your sin is, no matter how bad of your habits are, that you are offered forgiveness by Jesus. And I believe that every single one in this room, whether you believe it or not, is valued and loved by God. And why do I believe that? I don't believe that according to my emotions. I don't believe that according to my opinions or my character. I believe that because God's word says it is true. And so anytime someone tells you something that is in contradiction to God's word, it is false. When people say you have no purpose, it is false. Because God has spoke purpose over you that even before you were even created, that you were chosen in him to glorify him and to live a life of great, great purpose. And so... Truth stands firm regardless of what I believe, regardless of my emotions. How many of us are grateful that God is good even when my emotions are low? That God is good even when I don't see it? He is working. Plug to the way maker. <laughs> so the first one is fasten the belt of truth. Because I promise you, you will be able to walk with confidence. Because if you believe that God's word is true, everything in your life will hold together. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean it's going to be a walk or a breeze. But you will walk and you will be held together the same way my shorts were when the girl was tripping. Come on now. Hey, <clears throat> first one, the belt of truth. The second one, the shoes of peace that comes from the gospel. The shoes of peace that comes from the gospel. I got to say, Bridge Youth, you guys, the shoe game is stepped up. I, I, see, I see heat everywhere I go. I see Jordan Lowe's. I see Jordan Lowe's. I see, uh, what is it? Platform Converse. I see Jordan 1's. I see Yeezy's. I see beep, 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 boop, boop, money, money, everywhere. Your shoes are fresh. It's dope. <laughs> but the shoes of peace here, as the armor of God, is rooted and comes from the gospel. And so in order to walk or run or battle or to stay the course from the place of the shoes of peace, we must understand first what empowers it, what empowers that peace, which is the gospel. And so for those of you Bible nerds, you're going to love this. Uh, you guys can shout me down if you ever want to. You can just say, good theology. I'll go crazy for it, right? <laughs> uh, it is what it is. All right. So the word gospel comes from a Greek, Greek word, goodness gracious, a Greek word, ewangelion. Everybody say ewangelion. <laughs> I was going to make up a fake word and say this is what also it means, but I'm not going to do that. So Evangelium, Evangelium translates to what we know as the good news, which refers also back to the gospel, that when you look at the gospel, you can also think equally part that it is the good news. 
And so the question is that if it is referred to as good news, what exactly is the good news in reference to the gospel? And I want to dissect the scripture of Romans 5, 6 through 11 in the NLT version. Romans 5, 6 through 11. I'll give you guys some time to turn there or to flip there or to app there. All right, beginning in verse 6. When we were utterly helpless, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Sin has separated us all equally from God. So that's the first premise, that sin has now equally separated us from God. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God shows his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. First premise is that sin is equally separated us from God. Second premise is that there is justice that needs to be served towards our sin. And so there's condemnation towards us. And Jesus fills the gap that has separated us from man to God. And Jesus is fully and perfectly the atonement and the sacrifice that was needed in order for us to be in right relationship with God. So that's the second premise. One, we were lost without God. Two, we are reconciled back to God. And it says, for since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, when you're born, you're, as soon as you're born, you're an enemy of God, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. And this is the key part. So now we can rejoice in how wonderful new relationship with God. We started off as helpless and now we're rejoicing. That sounds like good news to me. Because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. The foundation of the gospel is this, that though we were caught up in a temporary life, God in his eternity has came down and has given us a new eternity for goodness. And that though we walked away from him, he walked towards us and closed the very gap that has now separated us. And so now anyone in this room, it doesn't matter your background, it doesn't matter your sin, it doesn't matter where you were raised, whatever it may be, now you are, though you were all equally separated from God, now you have equally the opportunity to be reconciled back to him. That is the beauty, solid doctrine, somebody knows it. Come on, somebody, right? So the beauty of the gospel is that it is the foundation. It is the shoes of peace. That no matter where I walk, no matter what winds and waves come after me, I can go through any storm because I have peace everywhere I go. Because the eternity ahead of us is greater than the storms among us. Some of you need to write that down. The eternity ahead of us, the eternity waiting for us, the eternity in the future is greater than the storms among us. I want to close off with a story of an event that actually happened last week. I didn't pants anyone. Glory to God. I was 20. I am 20 years old now. So I was what, like six? <laughs> I would lose my job. Well, anyways, <laughs> I just got threatened. Okay. <clears throat> last week, I remember I went to, who, who's been to Cotijas in, um, or Cotijas, for those of you who may know. Oh, okay, yeah, no. Whoever went, there's a Cotillas outside of the Myriad In-N-Out Ball Ball, right? So I went to Cotillas, I got my little Cali burrito ball. It's something slight. Anyways, I got my burrito, and as you get older, eating alone is not too bad, okay? I'm just going to, I'm kind of basically covering up for a YA by myself and was kind of loser-like. Anyways, I sat in the parking lot, and I was eating my burrito, and then I saw someone at the postal office sitting there. It was closed, and it was this homeless guy that was by himself. And I never carry cash. I never carry cash. And this time I had $3 on me. And I thought, you know what? Like, I finally have cash. Maybe I should give this guy the $3. And I was like, well, you know, 
most people who are in need, like, they'll come up and ask, so I'll just wait. And I was just, like, in so much, like, oh, I was just, like, aggravated because, like, what do I do? Like, oh, I'm a Christian. I want to do this. I want to do this. And I know it doesn't sound like a big deal, but I'm sure all of us have gone through a moment like this where we know what the right thing to do is. We're like, oh, but I'm a little nervous, you know. You know what I mean? So I'm, like, thinking, what do I do in this situation? And I remember I asked myself, it was so cheesy, but I asked myself, I was like, man, if Jesus was here right now, genuinely, what would he do? And I was contemplating on it, and I was just meditating on it. I was like, what would you say? I was like, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I, I'm not saying I heard the voice of God in any way, but I heard, I felt like God in a way was telling me this, that Jesus wouldn't have thought or waited as long as you are right now. And I said, I was like, oh, Lord, convict me, why don't you? So I drove up to him, and I said, hey, man, here's the $3. I was like, hey, bro, do you want these $3? You know, like, you want it, you know? <laughs> And then he was like, yeah. He's like, oh, sure. You know, he with the shirt, dude, sure thing. So he took it. And then I was like, oh, do you want any more food from, like, Taco Bell or something? I don't know, you know. And so I tell him, he's like, no, I, do. I just hate, bro, but thanks. And I was like, oh, okay, God bless you, you know. Just, you had to bless him through the Lord. And it, that was that, and I drove away. And I had this overwhelming revelation, almost to the point of tears, that 2020 has made me feel like a mission of spreading the gospel and living and fighting the battle has, put on, has been put on pause. And I felt more than ever that God was telling me, son, this is your duty. Go out and do it. Be the light in the world. The Bible says that the, the righteous are as bold as a lion. Bridge youth, my last words is this. In 2021, go out and be the light. You are bold as a lion. We have the gospel of peace, the belt of truth. You are equipped with everything that you need. You can go out and be the light. You don't have to be afraid because greater is he that is in you than he that is against you. You need to get up and fight for people because there is lost souls and we must stay the course. I don't care about COVID. I don't care about any of that. Oh, you're going to be going crazy right now. I don't care about any of that stuff. Because at the end of the day, there is an eternity of people, and I want them to know the good news. And I will go crazy. I will wear 40 masks if I have to preach the gospel to people. Because I will know that I must stay the course. Let's welcome up Kai Thompson as he comes to the stage. <laughs> Woo! Can you give up more time for JJ? And I know we're having a message, but I just wanted to, uh, to pray for JJ. You know, the whole, the whole skirt thing is just... All right, well, if you don't know who I am, my name is Kai. I am a school of ministry student here under the, under the professor, J.J. Rodriguez, amazing man. And, and I have today the next two armor of God. And I have the shield, which is faith. Then I have the word of God, which is our sword. I have a sword, which is the word of God, and faith, which is the shield. You see, we're going to go into Hebrews 11.1 1 for the shield. Talk about a little bit of faith. You see, it says that faith is our shield. Now, Hebrews 11, 1 says this. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Now, faith is assurance of things hoped for. What are you talking about? Faith in what? Faith, faith in all these other things? No, faith and things hoped for. Faith in things called in eternity. Eternity, faith in what? Jesus. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God and we have eternity with him. Now, what? The conviction of things unseen. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things unseen. Now let's go to Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17 in the ESV, Easy Study Verbiage Bible. That's what that means. All right, it says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So that means we get to build our faith, our faith in Jesus from 
hearing the word, from being here. Being here, here on Wednesdays, here on Sundays, that's where we build our faith. That's where we get our shield from. Now, when we talk about the armor of God, and they're talking about a shield, okay, what does a shield do? A shield is what protects us from anything trying to get us. It says earlier in the verse in Ephesians that it protects us from the flaming darts of the enemy. Now, when you have a shield, you act different. You act a little different. So, like, if I go into a battle, let's go back about however many years the Romans and stuff were fighting. I'm not a history dude. A little 300 type vibe. So imagine you're there, you have a shield. You're going to act different. You're going to pull up with what's his name, whatever the actor's name is, and you're going to fight. But if you don't have a shield, you're going to be like, yeah, nah, bro. These arrows and stuff, I can't catch these joints. I'm not going to go out there. But you see, this shield allows us to act different. And you see, online learning has allowed us to act a little different, you know what I mean? So what I mean by this, you know, the, the mic's on mute sometimes, and you're just like, dang, this guy's kind of sucks, or I don't want to be here. And you act different because that mute button is, is your shield, you know? Boy, I thought, you know, I thought. So, so I was in a Zoom class, and I, we're, I was here at the church last semester, and I was laying in the hallway over there, just camera off, mic muted. Y'all you know the deal. The 930 classes, I'll just be sleeping, I understand. So I was just laying there, and I was just like, that sucks. I think we were talking about religion in Shrek. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So then I'm laying there, and then Amber comes through the hallway coming back from, coming back from lunch, and I'm, just lay, I'm literally laying down just listening to the, to the class, and she says, this guy, are you okay? And I look over, I said, no, this class is so boring. And then she says, and she says, you'll make it. I said, no, I won't. And then, uh, and then it was just over. It was whatever. And then I was sitting there. I was just like, this class sucks. And then all of a sudden I hear, I hear, okay, Kai, see what you're talking about. I'll, I'll just go mute myself. And I was like, hmm. And like, I'm not cool guy. I'm not cool friends with this, with this teacher. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, uh, I'm, I'm about to go. I turn on my camera. I turn on my mic. And I'm like, uh, yeah, whatever. You're joking with me. And I was like, like I, don't, I still don't know anything's happening. And then I go to my little messages. I use, like, on, on, like, Zoom. And one of my homies said, did you know your mic was muted? And I was like, dang, bro. <laughs> so I, was, I start panicking. I'm like, I'm panicking. I'm going to lose my job. But I was, I was so scared. I was like, no way. No way. I don't want to be mean. Whatever. So I emailed the professor right as, right as it, um, class finished. Like, hey, professor, I'm so sorry. It's been a long day. Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, the class was just boring. I don't want to talk about Shrek and religion. That's besides the point. I went to Corey. I passed to Corey. I was like, you know, can I, can I just have a hug? I just felt so bad. I was like, I, was like, I need a hug. <laughs> it's like, Kai, what is this? What are you talking about? And I just want to share some trauma that I've had this past four weeks. <laughs> but you see, I thought that that mute button was my shield. So I was able to act differently and just be different and talk different and do different things rather than if my mic, if I knew my mic wasn't unmuted. See, if my mic wasn't unmuted, then I would have been like, you, you know when you first get into the class and say you camera, you just seem like this. She just got out of bed. <laughs> but the thing is, the same thing is with the shield of faith, okay? If I have faith in my shield, I'm going to go out to battle. If I don't have faith in my shield, I'm not going to go out into battle. If I have faith in Jesus, that he is a son of God, that he did live a sinless life, that he did die on the cross for our sins and rise on the third day, then I'm going to go into battle with boldness and with no fear because I know that my shield is sturdy, unlike that mute button on Zoom. <laughs> Look, our main message 
our main like thread, thread of our messages, then we need to stay the course. But can I tell you something? If you do not have faith in Jesus Christ, the course is not going to be very long for you. See that ship? You know a brother ain't going to be on that ship unless God tells me to be on that ship. Are you serious? Yeah, I ain't ever lie. It's a cap. I'm lying right now. But if we want to stay the course, it's just all rooted in our faith in Jesus Christ because our faith in Jesus Christ is the foundation of why we can step and go further in our faith. Our faith in Jesus Christ is the reason why we can have faith in his word. Because the thing is, Jesus Christ is who he says he is. If Jesus Christ is God, he lived here, lived us in this life, died on the cross, rose on the third day, then everything else he said was true. Then everything else he said is true, and we will be able to walk every single day on the course and not be moved. Can I get an amen? Faith in Jesus Christ allows us to have faith in his word. Write that down. Faith in Jesus Christ allows us to have faith in his word. And guess what his word is? What's the perfect transition? The sword of the spirit, baby. So we have the shield, and then we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I want to go into two more pieces of scripture just to kind of, kind of like, walk this out. So we're in Hebrews 4.12. We're talking about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is living and active. We can just stop right there. The, the word of God, the Bible, is just not an old historical text that we just look at when we, you know, bored. No, the, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit. I don't know what kind of sword can cut through my spirit, but I want that one. Of joints and marrow, 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 and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. For the word of God is living and active. Woo. All right, we're going to go into 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. Just to kind of give us a, a full view of the scripture. It says, all scripture. Let's stop there. All scripture, not the scripture we like, not just John 3, 16, which is a great scripture. But all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for proof, for correction, and for tra- <laughs> I'm getting the shot. <laughs> and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete for every good work. Now, let's look at this. We, we hear, we say that the word of God is living and active. So that means it's consistent and it's useful. We can use this word of God because it's active and it applies to our lives if we do it properly. Key word properly. That's one of the sermon. So we have the most useful and consistent word of God. And then it says that all of it is profitable. It means all of it we can use and apply. So when we have this sword that we can use every single day, and we have this sword that is active and it's true, tell me, why would I want any other thing to fight my battles with? Why would I want to use or have faith in any other thing but the word of God. You see, when you're playing Mario Kart and you get a little power up, or you're playing Super Mario Brothers, you get the little star dude to make Mario run fast and do all that kind of stuff. You're not just gonna stand there and just not use the power up. God is literally saying, here is the best weapon in the entire world to use. It's like imagine going back back then and it's like everybody's using swords and God says, here's an RPG. It's like it's like literally, God is giving us the best weapon to use for us to stay the course. Because let me tell you, if we fight with anything besides the word of God, I ain't got to say anything. If we fight anything besides the word of God, it's not going to work. You see, but we can't just have the word of God and have this shield of faith 
and just like be happy that we just have it. These are the sword and a shield are objects that you have to use action with, right? If you have a shield and you're sitting there with, with just people just hanging out, just hey, we're going to battle, and you run into battle like this, like, it's my shield. You're just like, Jade's iPad. If I break it, I will buy it. Um, so yeah, this is my shield. And you go into battle, and there's like millions of other people trying to shoot arrows at you. You're just like this. <laughs> What's gonna happen? You're gonna get popped. Yeah, it's just not, just not smart. You have to pick up your shield, put your little arm strap through it, and cover your body with it, which is the faith. So whenever an arrow comes to the devil. Oh, you know, Jesus is just a historical dude. No, Jesus actually lived, and Roman Emperor Tacitus actually wrote about him, and so did Jewish, Jewish leader um, Josephus. So I know that, Ju that Jesus wasn't just a fake dude. And then when you want to grant the little sword of the spirit, you have to bring it out. Bring it out. <laughs> you have to bring out the sword of the spirit. So when the enemy tells you, hey, no, like, that's not really you. You're not really saved. I, I knew what you were doing last year. You can say, well, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that if I'm in Christ, I am a new creation. When the enemy tries to pull up on you and say, you know, this situation is really bad. You can't really, like, probably get out of it. You can say, well, Romans 8.28 says, God will work all things together for the good of those love and are calling according to purpose. You can just rattle off these things like a little, and the enemy will not be able to stop the word of God that is sharp and like a double-edged sword. He would just pull that thing out on him. Pull it out on them. <laughs> Let me put this down before I get like $400 in debt. Wow. <laughs> wow, I swiped all, I don't know what's happening. It's just a whole bunch of notes up here, Corey. So I, so I hope that you can swipe, that, swipe through that. Because I don't know where I'm at with that. <laughs> My prayer for us tonight is to recognize that God has given us a shield of faith. That God sent Jesus for us to have faith in. God didn't send a philosopher God didn't send some, some social movement. God didn't send just some random dude saying I'm God. God literally sent his son, 100% man, 100% God, to live on this earth. That is the faith we have. So I want us to recognize that, pick up our shield with that, and also pick up our sword. Our prayer for us is to pick up our sword and use it. Use it. We're in a battle whether you like it or not. Look around. We're in a battle. So look, I'm letting you all know, God has given us the best weapon in the world, the best Super Mario Brother power-up, the pack-a-punched ray gun, if y'all know what that's about. <laughs> He's given us everything we need so we're equipped for every good work, and I want us to walk in that every single day so we can all stay the course and believe for more. Let's bring up Pastor Corey. Yeah, come on, give it up for Kai Thompson. Killing the game. This is the third year counting. I've got to preach the first service of the year with these two boys, and there's no one in the world that I would rather be preaching than with these two boys. We got two more. Everyone say dos mas. All right, write this down. The body armor of righteousness. The body armor of righteousness. Who, who is taking, I need really quick, who is taking notes? You have those four things written down and you brought a new friend. Raise your hand if you brought a new friend and you wrote those four things down. Did you? Did you, Isaiah? Did any... You brought, Masoma, you brought a new friend and you wrote those four things down? Bet. Who's your new friend? Say again? Milan. That's a dope name. I got stuck with Corey. Let's see the four things. One, two, three, four. Hey, there you go, Masoma. $25. $25 to Forever 21. Milan, you see my wife Amber right here? 
See her after service. She's going to give you for free one of our Comeback Kids hoodies. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Dos Mas, body armor of righteousness. Um, I was going to be, I planned to be a cop. That's what I was going to be. Uh, growing up, I wanted to be a cop. I know what you're thinking. Corey, you would have been a terrible cop. I would have. Yes, that is true. I would have been a terrible cop. Um, I'm too nice. That's my problem. I'm, I'm too nice. I would have gone up to the car like, license and registration. And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, uh, uh, fine. Want to like get lattes and talk about Clone Wars instead? If you haven't watched Clone Wars, watch Clone, Clone Wars. It's phenomenal. Like, I would have been a terrible cop, but I was a, uh, a Riverside police explorer, uh, which is like the Boy Scouts, but for police. And I got to go on a bunch of ride-alongs. I've probably been on 15, 20 ride-alongs with cops. I saw some crazy stuff, saw a lot of paperwork. Um, but at like 15 years old, being as immature as I was, one of the first things um, <clears throat> that happened when I showed up to my first ride-along was I was like in my explorer, like uniform, looking all, I thought I looked dope. <laughs> like, and then I see pictures later of me in my explorer uniform. I was like, I look pathetic. I look so like pathetic. I need to lift weights or something. Uh, but I had my uniform on and then the officer I was going on right along with said, hey, um, are you wearing a bulletproof vest? Babe, could you bring me my bulletproof vest? She, they said, are you wearing your bulletproof vest? And I said, what? Like, why would I, I might need help putting this on. Hold up. Thank you. It's a vibe. <laughs> This just became a fashion statement, okay? Uh, I like how it has, like, the long, like, things. And this is, like, just if you have to go to the bath. Never mind, okay? <laughs> it's got them in the back, too, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> oh, gosh. JJ talked about pulling down a girl's skirt, okay? <laughs> he said, hey, Corey, are you wearing your bulletproof vest? I said, in my cracking voice, why? He's like, because we're cops and people might shoot at us. It's like, have people shot at you before? <laughs> He's like, well, yeah. And so I started, this like intrigued me, right? So I started asking people, I was like, well, what happens if I get like shot in the vest? You know, it's like, well, it'll, it'll save your life. Uh, also like, what's the number one thing on the other side of your vest that like it's protecting? Your heart, right? That's number one. Um, so I started asking, I know, 15, immature, inappropriate, shouldn't have every ride along everyone on, first thing I asked. You ever been shot in the vest? <laughs> She's like, that's so inappropriate. Like, hi, my name's Corey. Hi, Sergeant Daly. I'm like, hi, Sergeant Daly. Ever been shot in the vest? <laughs> yeah, no, yes, no, no. There was only two guys that ever had told me they had been shot in their vest. Um, one of them was actually on the job. The other one was for some, like, simulation weird, like, okay, like, that's not going to be me. It's like, somebody want, anybody want to sign up to get shot in the vest? Like, who's the weird guy in the back that's like, I'll do it? <laughs> like, no, you weirdo. Don't sign me up for that. Two guys, though, one in a simulation, one for real. And both of them said almost the same exact thing. Like, it's so weird. As soon as you get shot, boom, the wind gets knocked out of you. You hit the ground. They said sometimes, for some people, they, it'll break your rib. It'll break a rib. It could collapse a lung. But you hit the ground. You can't breathe. And you really quick for a moment forget that you're wearing your vest. And then all of a sudden, you catch your breath, you come to, and you realize the vest did its job. What's, what's the purpose of body armor? Another version says um, it's the chest plate or the breast 
plate, all the junior high boys just <laughs> giggle. <laughs> or, or a bulletproof vest. What's the purpose? It is to protect your, your heart primarily. Of course, your lungs, all of that. But primarily, it's to protect your heart. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 23. Write this down. One of the most important verses you'll ever read in your life. It says this. Guard your heart above all else. It determines the course of your life. Here, here is what uh, I want you to get from this point, this moment, this uh, body armor of righteousness. Write this question down if you're taking notes. What stands between your heart and the world? What stands between your heart and the world? What stands between your heart and people's opinion? What stands between your heart and people's words? What stands between your heart and the struggles of life? What stands between your heart and social media? No wonder so many teenagers are dealing with depression. They go on social media every day and all that stuff goes straight to their heart. They have nothing between their heart and God. And look, here's the thing. You will not be able to dodge every shot that life will take at you. Some of them are gonna hit. And here's what will happen if you have your armor on. It might hit, and just like every one of those cops said, you might hit the floor, wind knocked out of you, think this is it. I can't go on. I can't move forward. This is the end for me. There's no getting over this one. But all of a sudden, you catch your breath, and you realize the vest, God's word, his righteousness did its job. What stands between your heart and the world? Let me take this off real quick because I'm, I'm getting hot already. Hey, give it up for my beautiful wife helping me out. I don't know if I messed up my hair or not. What stands between your heart and the world? What stands between your heart and life's greatest struggles? You know why 2020 hit so different for so many people? It, it's like it, it almost destroyed some people because they didn't have anything standing between their heart and COVID, between their heart and quarantine, between their heart and distance learning, like doing class at home. Some of you guys are losing your mind. You know why 2020 hit different for some people? And for them, it was like the end of the world because they had nothing standing between their heart and the relationship that failed. And they thought this is the end. But if you were to be wearing the body armor of God's righteousness, everything would have been different. 2020 hit different because some people didn't have anything standing between their heart and political division. All of a sudden, their candidate getting, didn't get into office and they're freaking out. So many didn't, they, 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 they didn't, like almost didn't make it through 2020 because they had nothing standing between their heart and social unrest. What stands between your heart and the world? Can I just add this? Man, like, I've been a youth pastor for 11 years. 11, yeah, 11 years, babe? Have you been a youth for 11 years? Like, since we were 20? Yes, yeah, so 11 years. Some of you guys just did that math and said, man, you don't look that old. I know. You don't have to tell me. I live with me. <laughs> 11 years I've been doing youth ministry. And it never gets old how many young people treat their heart like garbage and wonder why they feel like trash all the time. You, you throw your heart around, you, man, your heart's bouncing around like a beach ball at a Nickelback concert. Like you, you do not guard your heart. In fact, you, man, you're playing wiffle ball with your heart. You don't care about your heart. You treat your heart like garbage and wonder why you feel like trash. You need to guard your heart because like Proverbs says, your whole life is determined by its direction. You need to guard your heart. Can I tell you, 
Some people will treat their heart like garbage. But between everything, between the world, between your words, between the words of all the people that wanted to get up on our social media and tell us why we can't worship our God in the house of God, between every single political person's conversation, between every single pastor's preaching, between every one of my friends, every one of my enemies' words, between every single struggle of life that might come my way, between 2020 and my heart is God's word. And you know what God's word says? It says that I am righteous. You know what righteous, you know what it means? You know what that word righteous means? I know it sounds like so Christian, like, I'm, I'm righteous. <laughs> you guys want some solid doctrine? Some good theology? Righteous in the original language simply means right in God's sight. Are you right in God's sight? If you're not, you can't be tonight. Woo-wee, come on somebody. <laughs> it means right in God's sight. And here's, here's, why that, here's why that stands between my heart and the world. Because if I'm right in God's sight, I know everything's going to be all right. <laughs> Come on, somebody. It just gives me my peace. Corey, you, you're not called. I'm, I'm, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off of me and hits you. <laughs> it's God's word. You never, you never knew that? Did anybody, did you guys not hear that saying when you were a little kid like me? <laughs> you don't know that saying? I'm rubber and you're glue and whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> well, the whole message is ruined now. This has nothing to do with the Bible, but I can't even preach anymore. That was it. Okay, forget that. The Bible stands between my heart and, but honest to God, like, you want to say anything about me? It's got to go through God's word first. Anything you want to say about me, I'm going to come back with, well, I'm righteous. And if I'm right in God's sight, I know everything else is going to be all right. God is going to take care of me. He's going to lead me. He's going to guide me. And that is why, while the rest of the world is sinking into hopelessness, I'm going to say, nope, I have hope. And I refuse. I refuse. I refuse to give in to that hopelessness. I refuse to just go and be like, oh, man, the whole world's sitting over in this dark hole of hopelessness. Let me just jump in. No, 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 because it takes something higher than you to pull you out of where you're at. So I'm going to be the light of the world that's higher and says, let me pull you out of there. Let me show you the hope. And then be like, well, it doesn't matter because I'm this and I'm that. And I'm this. I'm going to say, no, 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 you are righteous. You're right in God's sight so you can have hope. Somebody say amen. The last one, as the band heads up, helps me sound more spiritual because if they don't head up, we'll just keep on talking. JJ will come back up. Kyle will come back up. We'll just go for round two. Numbers, the, the, the sixth point of this message, the last piece of armor is the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. Why were so many people, why were so many, and continually still now, um, and it's not illegitimate. Hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. But why are, why are there so many people out there who are um, living in such, like, distressful fear because of COVID? Well, because the worst-case scenario is, is death. And you guys know people, and I know people who have died because of this horrible disease that I pray in Jesus' name gets completely wiped out. But in life in general... The worst case scenario in life is death, but not for a believer, but not for a believer. See, the worst case scenario in life for a believer is just a homecoming party. 
That's us going to our real home to party with Jesus for all of eternity. That is why this guy says, death, where is your sting? Because, because in 1 Corinthians 15, 55, that's right, I have a tattoo of this verse and I don't even know where it came from in the Bible. It says, oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? What does that mean? It means not even death can touch us. Not even death can touch it. I love what the amazing Billy Graham said. He said it like this. He said, an atheist only sees a hopeless end to life. See, when it comes to, when it comes to death, all an atheist sees is a hopeless end. But the Christian sees an endless hope. See, because the day that we die is the first day of our real life. And not even death can touch us. Not even death can touch us. But what we need to do is we need to live with an eternal mindset. Somebody say eternal. Come on, say eternal. Here's what this looks like. Um, let's see. Give me the... Is that him? Let's see. Wait. It's going through. I messed up my illustration. I see it. I see it. There it is. I need that. Bink. Is that it? It is now. All right, you grab the other end. I need you to grab the other end. My gosh, old ball and chain. <laughs> oh, I almost fell off the stage. Oh my gosh. Why not? Oh, that's JJ's new iPad. Good Lord Almighty. Um, for a moment, I want you to just consider. You got? Can you guys see the duct tape on my room? Yo, people in the back, can you see the duct tape? No? Okay, that, that's not even a bad thing, actually. Imagine for a moment, like, here is your life, your entire life, every bit of life. The average person lives to 77. That's guys. Women, on average, live to 81. Women live longer than men. Surprise, surprise. But imagine this is your full, let's say you live to 100. This is your 100 years on planet Earth. And here then is eternity. And this really, if you, if you really think about it, there being no end to eternity, this in and of itself, it pales in comparison. But just for a moment, if you could have an image of what it looks like, the entire world is putting all their stock, all their energy, all their emotion, all their money, everything into this. And thinking nothing about all of this. We need to begin to live with an eternal mindset. Because then all of a sudden we'll say, well, why, why live in fear? Why just sit in my car with that $3 and not go give it to the homeless guy? Why care what people think about me? Why care what people say about me? When I have all of this ahead of me, we need to begin to realize with the helmet of salvation that we have eternity in front of us. Somebody say amen. JJ, can you help Amber grab this for me? So many people live life thinking nothing about what's on the other side of the grave. But isn't it just logical if there's that much eternity on the other side of life to put our stock in that? to think more about that. You know what happens when you're saved? It changes how you think. Where does it say 
What does it say, the, uh, the salvation? What, what is salvation? It's a helmet. Where does a helmet go? On your head. It's a reference to talking about your mind and how you think. When you know you're saved, you think different. Just like when you know you got faith, you walk different, you live different. But when you know you're saved, you think different. It, it serves an eviction notice on fear. You walk with a different level of confidence because you know that not even death itself can have victory over you. Life's worst case scenario is just our homecoming party. But do you know that you're saved tonight? Because you can. You might, you might be sitting there telling me, nope, Coy, that's great, that's awesome. Love what JJ said, love what Kai said, love what you say, and that's great for everybody else, but you don't know me, you don't know how bad I am. I know this, God's word says that his righteousness, it's placed on us, it's not based on us. It doesn't say uh, believe and achieve. He says believe and receive. Salvation, it's not, it's not based on you, it's placed on you. And all that it takes is just one moment of faith saying, God, okay, I, I believe you, I believe what your word says, and I want a relationship with you. That's it. That's all. God made it so simple for us. So right now, in this moment, right here, you're going to have that opportunity. In this moment, think not about the momentary life that we live. The Bible says that our life is like a vapor. It's like the morning fog. It's here one moment, it's gone the next. But eternity is so, eternity is forever. In this moment, think not about your momentary life, but think about eternity. Because eternity stands in the balance right now. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? Nobody looking around. This is a, it's a public setting, but a private moment. And right here, right now, if you would say, Pastor Corey, that's me. That is me. And I, I want a relationship with God. I want to know that I'm saved. I want to know that the day that I die, I'll be in heaven with God. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to respond in a really simple way in just a moment. In a moment, I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, I want you to respond like this. When I get to three, throw your hand up, put it right back down. That's all I ask. And I only ask that because I believe when we respond on the outside to what's happening on the inside, it solidifies it in our hearts and our lives. If that's you and you want to say, yes, I want to know that I'm saved tonight. I want a relationship with this God that you guys are talking about. I want to know Jesus. If that's you, this is your moment. When I get to three, you throw your hand up. You just put it right back down. Here we go. This is your moment. This is your time. Don't wait till tomorrow. One, two, three. Go all over this place. If that's you, amazing. So many hands just went up. What we're going to do right now is we're going to pray. Praying is just talking to God, and, and we believe this journey, this relationship, it begins by simply talking to God. So we're going to say a prayer together. Because we're a family, we, all, we, we pray together. And so as I, I'm going to give you these words. You just repeat them right after me. There's nothing magical about these words. But if you wrap your heart around these, you believe them with everything in you, the Bible's clear, you will be saved. Would you repeat this right after me? Everybody out loud say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, 
I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you everything. And from this day forward, I'm gonna follow you. No looking back, no turning back. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Can we welcome people into God's family right now? Hey, really quick before we end tonight with one more worship song, if you just prayed that prayer, I'm so proud of you. That is the best decision you could ever make with your life. And it's not the end of the journey, it's the beginning. We want to walk these next few days out with you. They're important. This next week may be the most important week of your life. So we've designed something called the next seven days. And um, this is really seven videos of just pretty much me. They'll be on your phone or your tablet or your laptop. Just walking out some of the questions you might have about what it looks like to follow God and follow Jesus. You could get these videos in a really simple way. Go to any one of our social media platforms. You go to Instagram, whatever. DM us the words next seven. We'll take care of the rest. If you want to do it right now, grab your phone. Go do it right now. We would love to. We feel like it's our obligation, our responsibility to walk this out with you. One more time. Can we welcome people into God's family? Hey, I think that the best way that we could start this year and end this night is by worshiping God together. Would you stand to your feet all over this place? If you'd like to come to the front, throw your mask on, spread out a little bit. You could come worship at the front if you would like. But um, for the past month and a half, I've seen this moment, us singing this song together in faith, worshiping God together. And so tonight, just in absolute faith, um, with absolute confidence that victory is ours. Let's worship God together. No one distracting anybody. If you're comfortable, let's do this. Would you just close your eyes? Forget about who's next to you. On the onset of 2021 and on the other side of what was for some of us one of the most difficult years of our lives, let's just believe and declare that victory is ours. We're not fighting for victory, we're fighting from victory. Jesus already purchased it for us. So all over this place, if you're comfortable, eyes closed, forgetting about who's around us, it's you and God in this moment. Would you lift your hands right there where you're at? Just begin to worship Him. We praise you, God. You are good. We worship you in this place. You're so good, God. We love you. We love you, God. Victory in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, victory. Thank you, God. You brought us this far. You're not going to fail us now. You brought us this far. You're not going to fail us now. We worship you. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph.
single hand in this room lifted to the heavens right now. This is the moment I've been seeing in my dreams for the last 60 days. All around this room, declare this, prophesy this in faith over your families, over your friends. Come on. You take what the enemy meant for you. Over your life. And you turn it for good. Over your family, your loved ones. You turn it over for our city, good. Over this generation. Come on. You take. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it on, for good. Don't give up because God is still speaking. God is still moving. 
God is still healing. God is still bringing peace. God is still giving strength. God is still meeting your needs and he's not gonna stop just because it's a little bit chaotic out there in the world. God is bigger, God is greater, and he's got us. The only thing that you need to do is hold on. Don't give up, don't give up. I just wanna say, if you committed your life to Christ tonight, we are so excited. That is the best decision that you could ever make. We're excited that you're on this new journey and we don't wanna leave you alone on this new journey. So please DM us next seven. We wanna get you those videos. We wanna get you connected to a connect group leader. We wanna do this with you because here at Bridge Youth, we don't do things alone. We do things as a family. No matter what's going on in our world, we're gonna stick together. We're gonna stay united. That's who we are here at Bridge Youth. So take what God did tonight and don't let it go. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on the things that he's doing in your life. And on Sunday, we have services. We have indoor and online. We hope we'll see you there. You guys have a great night. We'll see you later.